Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am Spencer Hall, uh, editor of Every Day Should Be Saturday. I also work for SB Nation. Uh, I'm here to discuss college football, as we are every week. But this, on a particularly momentous week, let me say this. A lot of teams that were undefeated coming into this weekend, guess what, y'all? Uh, no, they got they got them a loss. They got marked. They done got all, their allotment of losses started. Because quite a few teams finally lost a game. But not Alabama. Remember, Alabama always a step ahead. Alabama always more equipped, more bodied, deeper. Just playing chess when everyone else is playing. Not not even checkers, but like Candyland. They're just pulling cards, man. What did Alabama do this weekend that was so above the level of everyone else's competence. Jason Kirk, our college football editor, what did Alabama refuse to do, thus avoiding all of the problems? Bama refused to play football. Wise. While he, while these other teams that had zeros in their records were out here like like 2000s-era sneakerheads and picking up ones, you know what I mean, in their records, Bama was, Bama was just sitting pretty, real pretty. Always a step ahead. Nick Saban's brilliance never ceases to amaze. For seeing a weekend when all would go sideways for everyone who played Alabama wisely engaged ye old bye week this week. Roll tide, y'all. I mean, I, I keep waiting for a stumble. And yet again, even in this week, Alabama triumphs. So truly our greatest national resource for football excellence, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Ryan Nanny joining us from... Brooklyn, you know, how's your dad rage? You, you weren't really prepared for this, but become a father, you inherit a vast reservoir of dad rage. How, how are you handling it? Is rage the right term for it? Because mm, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily feel angry. I just feel like slightly. <sighs> yeah, dad you're right. It, it's rage. It's rage. It's a constant state of God dang it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I have an emotional pine cone firmly lodged up my ass. Mm. And it's it good. will always be there. Yeah, yeah. you just Yeah, it's you, there now. You just inherited it. I've discussed this before. The word god damn it became especially precious to me. I say it with more feeling and greater savor than I ever did before I had kids. And when I doubled up it just became all that much richer. Do you have a profanity that you uh, prefer to resort to? Um not yet. I think I'm getting there still. I'm, uh, you know what? I am. I am trying to sort of 
mind what is said around the child. My wife probably has one. You no, know, she, you can't. She, you she, can't. She, she, no words are being understood yet, though. So yeah, you're, you're free. You're free to express yourself. I hear what you're saying, but I also feel like it's one of those things where the minute you start dropping motherfucker and asshole a lot around your infant child, two weeks later, science is like, oh, guys, quick update. Yeah, they hear all of that. All oh, of that is coming yeah. through. Sorry that about like that. Scientology would tell you, like, there's an alien in her mind recording mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. On a reel-to-reel tape that only somebody with an e-meter can hear. Yeah. It's more... I think it's more disregard, I think, at this point. That that most of the most of the other things in the world, I feel emotionally severed from because I just don't. It's not that I don't care about them; it's that I can't care about them. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, okay, that happened, but like I can care about that, or I can sleep. I can care about that, or I can take the trash out. These are I, I feel you know. It's like being a sim. There's no point in the Sims where they're like, "Oh, uh, why doesn't your why doesn't your Sim care about the state of the world, or think about you know the broader implications of death, or consider something they can do to better themselves?" It's like, "Nah, man, you got meters and you got to fill them, or you're gonna piss yourself and set the oven on fire." <laughs> you gotta try that. You gotta try doing that too. It's really <laughs> you're gonna be trapped in a fort made of sofas forever. I mean the. That, that 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 shit. We just covered the Florida Georgia game right there. I'll be on. I'll be honest. After a night staying up late and then hanging out with some kids today, uh, I, you could probably trap me in a fort <laughs> made of pillows. It would not be hard. I'd just give up. Like fine. <laughs> Bye. That's, yeah, that's one of those where it's like, oh no, not in the fort made of pillows. No. Uh, oh no, anything my, but that. The perfect my te- crime. My te- my Texas te- flag says, "Come and take it." Not, not come and take it, but no, come and take it. <laughs> Please. Please. Sna- snatch the life out of these lungs. Leave it yeah. there. Leave it there. You know, what the, you know what the cooling bills for the Alamo are? Please take it. Please tread on me. But I'm going to yeah. rally. I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not going down like this. I'm going to find something inside of me. <laughs> God, you know what? A little support would be fucking nice. <laughs> oh, buddy, no, it's just like where you are going. Where you are going, the others have gone before. Like, oh, this yeah. will be di- it'll be different. Yeah. Uh huh. Listen, I- I'm gonna sur- I'm gonna survive the Sarlacc pit. You'll see. Listen, in three years, let's let's revisit this. If we're you doing know, this podcast I- in three years, what the fuck happened? I mean, I, <laughs> the, you know, we, we become it becomes even more lucrative. Jesus. I'm saying when we are on NBC, oh, okay, doing, doing this program, um, NBC Sports sometimes will dabble, but main NBC, yeah, we'll revisit this topic. So I were just, the judges on, were the judges on The Voice? Can we go full? Can we go full uh, shitty radio guy at that point? Absolutely, where yes. we are, where we have fake voices we just invent for this mm-hmm. right or mm-hmm. we or like we have topics that are basically just did you see like oh you know <laughs> did you did you see with the election did yeah you, did you see that it's crazy really something yeah you can call us <laughs> we because we we get paid to talk so you <laughs> should sit. talk we'll just sit come, and listen how- if gay marriage is so great how come a gay married man hasn't won the national championship yeah, you could just you could just dial in. I'm tired of all these PC bullshit. Tr- listen, me. listen, I'm just speaking truth here, man. Look it up. These are facts. Yeah, these are these are facts, and I'm not really going to let what people say is comfortable or cool or not flagrantly racist dictate what I say, man. Like for instance, uh, you know what topic today? Cam Newton. How about that guy? <laughs> that guy. That guy. You see How what he wore. It? You see what he wore, right? The clothes yeah. on his body. The clothes you, were, you folks, you got to go to our website, nine hundred one, the the sports dot com. The to biz. See this photo that we posted, like the radio's guy, they do that. Like, go to our Facebook page. It's the only place on the internet with a photo of Cam Newton on it. You can see it there, and leave a comment on a radio station's Facebook page. 
Oh, That'll oh, be the place to move mines. We oh, put Sonic portrait. the Hedgehog's tail on him. We didn't care. <laughs> our, our, sports, our show will be called Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the video game company will be fine with that. And we'll give everybody, we'll give everybody badges and ranks that we keep very poorly, right? Like mm-hmm, Mel mm-hmm. from Southwest Atlanta calls in and we're like, hey, Mel, yeah, that's a 32 ranker. Achievement unlocked, brother! Yeah, and there's somebody <laughs> screaming in like they do in the game. Like, level 33! Oh, that's a kill to shot! It, that's a kill shot to Cam Newton! Yeah, and it's like 3,500 points. Fragged him! Sp- you fragged him good, bro! We give him, we give him special uh, power-ups, right? Like, we, we allow him to camp. Mm-hmm. That would be the best, is to allow Let's someone to camp. The whole show. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, he just lurks the whole time and, like, leaps in. Whenever he wants, right? Like somebody just like he's like, that's wrong, bro. Whoa! I'm calling an airstrike on Colin Kaepernick right now. Actually, for on radio, it would just be like giving you a cool voice changer. That would be it. Be like, yo, yeah. dude, you get super bass for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> this is awesome. You get sniper voice. We're just gonna turn your volume way, way down. <laughs> It'll sound really cool. Do you hear the hot takes that he drops? They're even more lethal. Lethal when he drops them in. Hear how far? Sniper. See how far you have to lean in to see what the sniper is hitting you with. It's the takes you don't hear that kill you. <laughs> what are we? What are we talking? Holy shit! Is this? A, can we talk about a game? I'm sorry. This is my fault. Let's. All right. We talked about the team that didn't play. <laughs> sure, that was it. We've covered so much hot we non-action. We talked about two teams that didn't play, Ryan. We talked about Bama and Georgia. Okay, I, I want to I I back I up. Ta- I, w- I want to back ahead. up and say I kept my promise for the noon games this Saturday. I said that yeah. there was almost no scenario in which I would watch a single snap of Kentucky-Missouri, and I did it. I don't want to brag, but I didn't watch any of that game. You know what? I kept my promise, too, because I, I swore that I would be tuning in to the banger of all bangers, Georgia Tech Duke. And lo, was I correct? Because Georgia Tech Duke ended up being a banger. It ended yeah. up being real good. Uh, back and forth game, Duke gets Duke falls behind. They roar back. Uh, it ends up being 38-35. Uh, naturally, because Georgia Tech is a run-first, triple-option, flex-bone kind of team, uh, you know, they, they pass for 264 yards in two Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Justin Thomas, by the way, massive day that like very quietly that, that very few people will even talk about uh, because you know it's not PC, bro, money. But here, here in the dues, we drop all the hotness. Uh, yeah, he he had two hundred sixty four yards passing, and he rushed for one hundred ninety five. So my my naturally my loyalty towards this game, the the nerds versus Dukes aristocrats special. Uh, paid off. This was actually really fun to watch. So thanks, y'all. Uh, a game between a three and five and a five and three team. What's more ACC than that? Uh, only that it was very entertaining. So I want to go ahead and pat myself on the back for being randomly right about a non-important game. There, way to go, Spence. I'm proud of you. I, uh, I mean, in not the noon in... spot. I, 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 yeah, not not in general, just specifically this. Right, right, sure. right, right. This is the only thing we're proud of you for. Right. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I um I watched Michigan Michigan State and just let the disrespect just wash over me like a cold blanket and just felt myself being lowered into the vat of dif- disrespect. Is this um, is this the part where we talk about um Mark D'Antonio's math error? I uh, would love I would love to discuss that which, especially for somebody one? who can yeah which let, let's do this. The initial math error was having no Big Ten wins coming into this game. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I look at that as more of a, a, a systems engineering problem, not like a carry the one kind of thing. Yeah. But I see what you're okay. saying. There's that. There's there's, there's a Kirk Ferentz field goal kind of situation um, where after the game, it, again, just like last week, it was like, is Coach aware of, like, you know, two point, you know, like there, there, was, a, there, was, a, there was that. And then at the very end, um, it, it, Michigan State scored with a second to go, and it there was probably like a point zero 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 one chance of actually coming out with the victory. Um, just go ahead, kick the field goal, then you're down by I think it would have been 
six. It would have been six point game. Yeah. It would have been six. You'd still need a touchdown, which is almost impossible to do. You kick an onside, and I mean, I, the, the, does the clock not start if you recover an onside? I'd nev- I've never thought about that before, but would have been a hell of a, hell of a way to find out. I think Jim the Harbaugh's- only I think the only way you can do it is, and and this is me just making up rules. <clears throat> I think if you kicked an onside and it went off a Michigan player, then you could advance it, maybe. But that could be wrong too. Maybe if a Michigan player caught it with one foot out of bounds. Right. So okay, here's what happens. Michigan player catches it, runs it back to the end zone, drops it. Michigan State recovers for the game-winning touchdown. Okay. A That's double how agent. It That's how, <laughs> yep. You activate the sleeper cell. Okay. <laughs> so you're counting on something like that. But um, instead, Michigan State chose to go for two. D'Antonio later said he was you know, sending a mental message, which, okay, we're super tough. We're the Spartans. We're just super tough and never stop fighting, even though there was a sad field goal earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, the pitch was awry, and Jabril Peppers took those two points because he does not have enough of those on the year, apparently. And he got the... Uh, yeah, he got he got to dunk on the uh, the the lowly, miserable, pathetic Spartans. I'm just trying to load them up with more disrespect for this mm-hmm. year because this is all the hope mm-hmm. that that they have left. So much disrespect. Remember Mark D'Antonio, basically a disrespect engineer. He can take uh, a dry well with no disrespect in it and have it producing several thousand gallons of it per day. That's just how good he is at generating disrespect. Um, also good at generating disrespect, Michigan. Because uh, they continue to fuel the Michigan State rivalry by one, not acknowledging it; two, not really making this the beatdown that it could have been. They definitely called the dogs off, and that's why it's a 32-23 game. When realistically, this could have been like a 40 to 10 game. And finally, the last bit of disrespect: in case you doubt how bad it's been for Michigan State, which I don't think you do. Just oh. so, let's come over here. Uh, on the peninsula of agreement in Concord with me. And look at their record. They're 2-6. and six. And they came in 0-4 in the Big Ten, and they leave 0-5. There are, there are two Big Ten schools that have given up more points in conference play than Michigan State. Those schools are Rutgers and Purdue. <sighs> <clears throat> yep. Man. So this is why the Big Ten added Purdue. Yes, that's that's what it is. That's yeah. Listen, at least Purdue is showing is showing willingness to change. At least Purdue has a Big Ten conference win. Oh boy, Illinois, Illinois has a Big Ten conference win right now. In the Big Ten East, Maryland and Indiana are both looking down at Michigan State. That's mean. Yeah, it's 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 grim. So, when do the Spartans play Rutgers? Because that's you got to circle that's, that one that's on the calendar the, now. Um, okay, that's that's, that's a couple week after weeks. this one. Yeah, uh, it's a home, it's a home game though. Beat Notre Dame though. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I totally Notre forgot Dame. about that. Notre Dame hey, is up listen, to three and five. Listen, they're, Notre they're Dame won this for, week. They're still tied for last in the state of Indiana rankings, I believe. But yeah, my, they beat Miami. Listen, I, go, I, I said I was fifty-one percent rooting for Notre Dame, and Notre Dame <laughs> won. You're welcome, Irish. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame did every damn thing it could to give this game away. It got a twenty-point lead, and then I think muffed two punts, had an onside kick, and some other special teams shenanigans we couldn't even figure out. But oh man, they. They tried so hard to become two and six, like Michigan State is, but failed and became three and five, like Oregon and Ole Miss are. <laughs> the games, the games that we referred to, that were were finally some undefeated teams chalking up losses. Clemson was not one of them. Clemson managed to actually dodge this bullet. They at the night game special, they pull off a thirty-seven thirty-four win over Florida State. A really good game. I, I know that right now the thing to do would be to parse every single down of this game and try to find some weakness in Clemson. And they're there. Deshaun Watson enjoys turning the ball over, for instance. And Florida State managed to rush for a pretty good amount of yardage on them, albeit with a revived, rejuvenated, and extremely dangerous Delvin Cook. And they, they also managed to you know pass a little bit when they were not 
literally peeling their quarterback out of a three-inch deep divot in the turf because Florida State's offensive line, they cannot pass protect against three happy schnauzer puppies. It's bad right now. DeAndre Francois is getting hammered. It's painful to watch. At one point, McGuire was warming up to come in because they weren't sure whether he could make it. But an entertaining game. I have no problem with this game. This is one of those like games where you go, wow, I enjoyed watching that. I think both teams are both teams are just fine. And after the game, Jimbo Fisher, he got his money's worth, uh, got fined 20000 bucks for saying that the refs were uh, cowards. Cowardly, <laughs> wrong, gutless, uh, a few other things. It, this was Jimbo's hottest rant ever. And in classic Jimbo fashion, it took him about four seconds to peel it off. That's $20,000 fine in four seconds. That is efficient, brother. Um, what I like about this was Jimbo made the very calculated decision to focus on one particular illegal block called against Florida State, which I think even the, the most Florida of Florida fans can say, yeah, that was kind of an iffy call. In real time, probably a harder one to make, but... Um, it, it, not one that you looked at and said, "Oh, definitely, that was that was no, the right and, call." And if I, if I, to be fair, ACC officials made a hash this game. They did not. They did. They did. Not they did cover, but they did but not, here's they did not cover themselves in glory. But here's what's smart: Florida State had twelve other penalties in this game. They are committing penalties and racking up penalty yardage at an alarming rate this season. They're up to almost eighty-four yards of penalty yards. A game which is third worst in the nation. Oregon, also, you're, you're ahead of them in there in that category too. Good job. Jimbo's coaching staff accrue another penalty immediately after that one. It, it wasn't really spelled out exactly what happened. People said it was on Jimbo, but it, it after looking at it, it doesn't seem like it was. He was definitely no, cussing, it, and he was way out on the field. He was playing free safety at one point. Yeah, but. and 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 on the final drive when Florida State looked like they were moving the ball in, in a good position to at least send the game to overtime, maybe win it. They, they they kept racking up stupid penalties on the offensive line. And, I mean, I get what Jimbo was saying, but it's a very – it's sort of like if you go on a – if you lead the police on a highway chase – and at one point, you're like, nah, oh, that light was yellow. That one light, the one that, that I ran, the that one. one was yellow. I did that hit all those other cars. Thing. I did side swipe all those other cars. That's true. And I did accidentally clip uh, that dog. But other than that, my that wanted was levels would be four stars, not five. Why do you have <laughs> tanks? <laughs> right. Yeah, the tanks. That's those cowardly. Tanks those tanks are cowardly. Here, yeah. And Where, the penalty was huge. Like it called, it dialed back a forty-yard run. I think that would have set up uh, in scoring position and um, would have it would have added to uh, Dalvin Cook's very deserving Heisman candidacy, uh, Heisman finalist candidacy at least. Um, but you know, it was just one penalty, and then you made it worse. Not necessarily you, Jimbo. I know you listen. Um, I know you listen, Jimbo. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, yeah, we it was way just too, one. We play. talk way too slow for Jimbo to listen to this show. <laughs> no, he's got one of them podcast apps where you can speed up to like oh, two point five. God, I can yeah. only imagine old, what I sound like on like that. Ten minutes. Jesus. Imagine that, y'all. You can be done listening to this in ten minutes. Yeah the, the 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 final thing about that Jimbo thing it was called on a staffer, but cheers and kudos to the ACC official who. After pressing the issue on a bad performance, heard what he thought was some slight dissent from the, the sidelines, and decided to just keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. Love that. That like you know, after throwing thirteen <laughs> flags and really making sure that you guys. This is the other thing, Jim, Jimbo. Jimbo had such a good, quick rant after the game that it's almost a shame he talked so fast that it ruined the delivery. Because he said, "Yeah, you know, they made sure that you know the game is about them." Everybody's looking at them, which is my favorite thing about ACC refs because they really are there. There's different, there's different kinds of bad officiating. Understand that SEC refs are just periodically negligent and incompetent. Right. Pac-12 refs, Pac-12 refs are, they're there for art and for sure. art's sake. They're, yeah. there, they're, they're there because, like, what can I call here that has never been called before? The, the, the Pac-12, it's like a, it's, it's a theatrical artiste. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're into some like deep performance art shit. I'm never, ever bored watching the bad decisions 
of Pac-12 refs. Whereas, whereas big, whereas big, the big twelve, the big, big twelve, 12 refs, refs are just, just not there. Big. Well, I think big twelve refs just want to be over. They, they want to be out as soon as possible. So that's why every big twelve game, they're like, yeah, forward progress. Yep. No. Uh, some, no, he was down. No, just keep playing. <laughs> just keep going, guys. Guys, we really need to speed this up. We got to take a fifteen-minute review. Oh, God. oh. Just, just, just to act like we're this doing is, something serious. This is not an hourly job. I, oh, I knew we negotiated so this the wrong it. way. ACC refs, there's a real showmanship to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, 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 they're there to control the game. They know that you're there not to watch football, but to watch outstanding <laughs> officiating. Right? I think, has anyone ever complained about Big Ten refs? Like, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm sure there's Big Ten fans who think like, oh, our conference refs are the worst. Shut up. You have no idea what you're talking I about. Like I don't know I, how uh, you pulled it off and your refs are fine, but... I think Watch the only big, thing well, big, big Ten refs, big, big Ten fans complain about is that you get all the calls when you're at home. Yeah, Big Twelve. But that just refs. seems like a courtesy thing, which is very Big yeah. Ten. But Big Twelve refs, I'm convinced Big Twelve refs are actually just a fitness support group. Mm, CrossFit. <laughs> that's it. That's why they you're also right. want to keep play moving. Like, no, nah, every time we stop for a review, that's you know, I'm I'm getting out of anaerobic here. Somebody yeah, get the erg machine out here. I would love if Big 12 refs just got out rowing machines during every review. <laughs> that's, that's how you actually get the chains. So you have to drag it there attached <laughs> to a rowing machine. It's like one of those companies where you have every meeting you have to plank the whole time just to ensure the meeting doesn't last more than a minute. You do that for every review. Put the, put yeah. the, put the screen like on the, on, the, on, the, on the ground, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, this is a- ACC refs, my least favorite. Just... Either my least favorite or my most favorite if Ron Cherry's doing it because I give up on the notion that the game will have any rhythm whatsoever or that the game will not completely be controlled by either the tic-tackiest or the most imagined of calls at all times. Ron Cherry's name. You said Ron Cherry's name, and I just can't help. It just, just brings so much joy. <laughs> so, so much well, joy to my heart. We'll go ahead and include it with the post, but remember Ron Cherry did my favorite (laughs) vine-related call ever. He signals for a first down. He claps, extends his arm, and then the arm (laughs) wiggles, wiggles like... Like a motherfucking trebuchet. Yeah, like... (laughs) It it wiggles... It wiggles like... uh, Like, seriously, like he's... It is. You'll no, it's, it. it's like it's, it's it's like when Wiley Coyote launches himself from a trebuchet and it sort of has that wobble <laughs> afterwards. Jason nailed oh, it. And it's it, and it looks it sort of looks like a tomahawk chop, but it was not an FSU game, it was a Miami <laughs> Virginia Tech game. <laughs> you can hear it making the noise in my head, which is <laughs> like that. I love yeah. that man. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's He's great. I I hate watching games. I think he's my least favorite referee of all time when he's not being my favorite, if that makes any sense. And my kid used to go to a school where one of the administrators was his daughter. She says, oh, yeah, my dad calls games. And I said, well, what's your dad's name? She goes, oh, my dad's name is Ron Cherry. And the look on my face must have been so horrified and conflicted all at once because... I remember thinking, I was like, oh my god! And then I was like, I hope she doesn't try to decipher the source of my joy! Because <laughs> it's really kind of a harm joy. Like, a, oh my god, your dad is the worst ref I've ever seen. That's, I mean, that's, like, if, that's if harsh. Say, like, I disagree I, with that. But if, but if you say, like, I'm a ref, my name is this, and people are like, oh yeah, I know you. That's uh-huh. not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's good if you're hockey and that's about it. I should be like, who is your dad? And they're like, I don't know. And I was like, does he look like? And then I start listing casual nicknames for refs, right? Like, beef ref. Or... Hi, my dad is Glasses Ref. That's his legal Actually, name. I'm sorry. That's glasses, what I call him. Glasses Ref is the worst ref I've ever seen. Ron Cherry is my least favorite because of the yeah. way he calls a game. But, but he's, he's not utterly incompetent. Glasses Ref was fucking bad. Glasses Ref was on acid, and that's what made him so good. Like, um, remember that there was a guy who made all of the acid in the United States? He was yeah. making it out of an underground lab that's glasses ref he disappeared right the feds were like yeah we found the guy who did it and we arrested him and then suddenly this guy pops up in the pack well calling games with no idea what he's doing that's glasses ref didn't glasses ref didn't glasses ref call the um was was it wisconsin arizona state game that got all wonky 
Mm-hmm. Probably. Let's go ahead and yep. blame him for it. Uh, this sure. is a, this is the shitty excuse to talk about Wisconsin, Nebraska. You fell for it, you idiot. Oh, god damn it! I I, well, reeled, yeah, I, re- I reeled you in. Um, yeah, we're Nebraska, Nebraska, you have a loss. Nebraska loss. Congrats, Nebraska. You just made things easier for everybody. We appreciate that. So moving easier. along, so uh, another easier. team that picked up one, West Virginia. Uh, yeah, I know the dreams. The dream is alive. The dream is dead. Skylar Howard didn't have a real good game. Got pressured. Oklahoma's Oklahoma State's defense played really, really well. Their offense just productive, not particularly like spectacular, but really took advantage of mistakes on West Virginia's part. Uh, they went thirty-seven twenty. West Virginia is now uh, unwinfeated. They or they are now defeated. They have a loss. Is Oklahoma State the one Big Twelve team that it's like? Yeah, we know what they're going to do pretty much every week. I mean, other than Kansas. Like, it, Oklahoma State, I don't... I guess you lose to Central Michigan. That's bad. No, but, but... other than that, every result is... Sure, that makes sense. I talked about this with Dan on Wake Up this morning. That Central Michigan game possibly has fucking playoff implications now. Because if we're talking about an Oklahoma State team that otherwise has one loss and it's on the road at Baylor early in the season and they run through the rest of the Big 12 schedule and they have a non-conference win against Pitt, which, you know, it's Pitt. It's not like the jewel of your crown, but it's something. They, yeah. they, they're they probably at least in the conversation, but you lost to Central Michigan on some bullshit, so you're probably done. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. Fire them up, Chips. Also, that's, remember, the Mac controls the crown mm-hmm. at all times. That the, game was that game was Big Twelve refs in a Mac review booth, if I recall correctly. Right. Might be the other way around, but mm. AFC, yeah. and sense, AFC, AFC South spotters, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense if it's a Big Twelve crew because they thought, oh, just get it over with. Yeah, fine. They want. Like, oh, whatever. Listen, if we have a, if we have a team in the playoff, they're going to make us call it. That's not how it works. <laughs> it, might, yeah. it might be the Big Twelve's other representative, potential representative from an undefeated uh, perspective, Baylor. Baylor yeah. loss. That's solving so many problems at once and creating another, of course, because that's all Baylor does is make serious, huge problems and, you know, turn a blind eye towards horrific gang rapes on campus. Yeah, that came out this week. Thanks, Wall Street Journal. Um, no, seriously, thanks, since no one in Waco seems to be reporting on it. The Baylor Texas game, Texas now at 4 and 4, Texas getting chance of Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, as he leaves the field, um, which is a nice thought. There's no way he's keeping that job. But they beat Baylor by one point, uh, knocking them out of the picture. And further driving home the point that um, we're really wondering, like, why does the Big 12 exist? Why? I don't think they know at why? this point. Why? I don't think they why? they can answer that. Uh, I think that's, I think that's why they didn't expand. Is It's sort of like... When they chose not to take expansion teams, it struck me as the sad man who is in a relationship but breaks it off because, like, it's never going to work. Long term, this isn't going to go anywhere. We're not going to get married. Anyone else down like, here. I like you and you like me, and so it's better if this just ends now. So it's like the Big 12 shouting to Houston and Cincinnati, like, it's too late for me. Save, <laughs> save yourself. Save yourself. Stay in the American F. Athletic conference. Maybe you can get Pac-12 membership. <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> Tell them you're in Australia. <laughs> to BYU, they're just like, I don't know. You do what you do. I don't know how you feed I yourself. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, you should know this uh, about Cincinnati. Just a, a, a quick side note. Currently four and four, one and four in conference. And lost to Temple, thirty-four to thirteen. That thing where Tommy Tuberville is trying to get back to the SEC. I don't think I don't think it's happening. I think this is like in, I think this is like Inception. Hey 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 <laughs> hey hey! Hold up hold up hold up! Temple Temple's a respectable <clears throat> school. Temple's done things recently. You know who Cincinnati didn't lose to this week? South mm. Carolina. Oh, <laughs> Ryan! Our speaking boy. of speaking of a former Cincinnati head coach, <laughs> our boy, our boy did it. Yeah, he did it. Our sweet, who is now, our Ryan, sweet idiot boy, who is now zero five against Will Muschamp all time. Tennessee is. Tennessee has never <laughs> beaten this idiot child. Tennessee can't beat Mongo. 
Tennessee is four is zero and four against Bongo. Zero and five. Zero and five. Yeah, yeah. Zero and five. Yeah, exactly. We. And you know what? Just for Will Muschamp, if you take if you take those five wins, and you add them to zero, that's still five wins. That's real yeah. good. Yeah. I'll do the math for you, Mongo. Um, oh yeah. Just out, was, just I, out. I, I was, yeah. Go ahead, please. I, was, I don't. I was almost pulling for him. Almost like at the end of that game, because this came down to uh, one of those punt or go for it goes to run out clock mm-hmm. and watching Will Muschamp and Butch Jones both collectively refuse to think or act at the end of a game. is magnificent. Yeah, it was awesome. Like they could have they could have, you know, let's try to win the game with a play here. Nope. Nope. Neither one. Let's try to block the punt. No. Should we? No. Just it's complete. it's a it's a Lincoln Douglas debate where both sides are mad they can't strangle the other one with the microphone cord. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I just ch- have to talk. Ugh! In poker, I check. Well, I check. Well, you check. <laughs> well, I check. Sir, we haven't even. You're not even sitting at the table yet. I don't I, sit. <laughs> I do my best thinking when I stand. Um, yeah. yeah uh, they. So- J- Josh Dobbs got outdueled by. Jake Bentley, who is like 15 years old, is that correct? He, he is. Yes. He is supposed to be a high school senior right now. That's not a joke. He yes. and he, he skipped his senior year of high school to beat Tennessee in in football. Born November 23rd, 1997. Wow. <laughs> wow. So yeah, there are there are Joe albums older than he is. <laughs> so Tennessee just. Lost to a quarterback who is almost as old as their last national title. Wow. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so things are going good, Butch Jones, right? I mean, what's really uh, special about this is Tennessee fans, more so than anybody else, spent... I think Tennessee fans were possibly angrier than LSU fans about what happened with the Florida LSU game, when it, especially when it looked like it might not happen at all. They were like, no, you got to play that game. They all count and... You know, you're just trying to dodge it so you can sneak your way into this. Well, uh, maybe you should have focused on your own schedule there, Tennessee. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Florida just says, eh, I guess we won't play that after all. Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee, really Tennessee too w. busy too busy peeking over to the other urinal, seeing what you're doing, pissed all over yourself. Actually, no, Florida still does need that because you have to hold off Kentucky. Oh, well, yeah, East. but that's a totally different issue. Yeah, Kentucky wasn't the one mad that Florida wasn't playing LSU. Yeah, I know, I know. No, so, I, was just, I was just proposing that you cancel it again out of spite, oh, even though it's against the rules, but just let, be like, well, fuck the rules. Let me Who say, are you going right, to send, Kentucky? Like, call their bluff. Say, like, let, oh, you're gonna, are you really going to send Kentucky to your biggest game of the year? Here, let me, let me go ahead and say this. Yes. Yes, we should. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I like Florida football. I'm a Florida fan. I don't always show it in healthy ways, and I think a lot of people think it's bullshit, and that's fine. But I'm totally fine with Kentucky winning the East this year. Yeah, same, because guess what Kentucky gets to do? They get to play Alabama. And I hope yeah. that that I, I hope that, that would in my in my heart of hearts, I want that game to be so bad that the playoff committee looks at it and says, Oh well this is the championship game. Psh, SEC's not that good. And drops <laughs> Alabama to like third. Even though Jeff Long isn't doing the exp- the eight second explanations of the rankings mm-hmm. this year, just I just want Jeff Long to pop up like we felt that the elimination of the SEC's thirteenth data point uh, provided <laughs> Alabama with an insufficient body of work because they only had twelve data points on the year. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Long, they played thirteen games. Our records do not reflect that. Did they? This game was not <laughs> televised. They really. So yeah, Kentucky, take it. It's all yours, baby. Yeah, well, I don't want again. I I don't want to watch Luke Del Rio under that pass rush. Who? Uh, yeah, but but yeah. I will say this. You know what Luke Del Rio's got? Uh, a, a win over Georgia. Up. That that you can name almost any Florida quarterback, and they have that. It's true. It's true. Yeah, he's got a win over Georgia this year, and that's it, uh, that's that's a, By the way, that's that's despite. Uh, you know, completing a, a pass the other way. That's despite not looking too impressive at times. It doesn't really matter when you have a defense like that. And also, it doesn't really matter when you're a team as formless, inchoate, um, hot, like the 
hot and formless and nonsensical, like like the early beginnings of a universe, Georgia fan. Let me just let me just take you to the Neil deGrasse Tyson vibe here. Ooh, you're, now you're. This is. Ooh, you're talking a, com- evolution a comet to is in- fans a now. comet is intentionally thrown out of bounds, and I when think, it is, Spencer, Georgia football is formed. You're telling Georgia Georgians that the Earth is more than six thousand years old. Careful, brother. <laughs> journey, journey, no, journey with me to three hundred years ago when the Earth was formed, Georgia fan. Jesus, in a spaceship. As Jesus preaches to the dinosaurs, in a, spa- in a spaceship that looks like a yeti tumbler. <laughs> as Vince Dooley descended from Mount Sinai. <laughs> And threw this in the air like a bone, and thus did that bone become a spaceship that's shaped like a beautiful and expensive cooler. We go to your team, yes, forming in the early Kirby Smartian period when they decided that they couldn't run the ball with Nick Chubb. When they when the Earth was formed in the year 1980. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, as Moses wandered the Earth, he too could not find the end zone. Yeah, that's just just like Nick Chubb, just like the Georgia offense. This was. Uh, your usual unbearable cocktail party. I hate watching this game. Everyone should. Especially I watched. I watched so much of it. I watched more uh, of it than I am comfortable admitting. It's but time for a little. Uh, it's time for a little prices right over under number of carries Nick Chubb had on the day, Jason. Uh, I didn't watch a second of this game. I'm going to be quite honest. Um, so yeah, that's I, I was. I was watching Baylor Texas. Pew pew. Um, how, how many carries do you think Nick Chubb had? Thirteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have the ball very long. I know the an- I know the answer to this, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. Uh, okay, so you refrain, yeah. uh, Jason. You're over. Wow. Yeah, that seems bad. Oh, the one highlight I did see was Jacob Eason from 55 yards away. He beamed that end zone pylon. The pylon, yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, this was um, this was Georgia's worst offensive performance since I believe the golf era. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they had nineteen ninety six against Kentucky, and it was like a four and seven Kentucky or something. Not like a good Kentucky team. No, this was uh, this was eight first downs. This was one hundred and sixty four total yards. This was preseason Heisman candidate getting nine carries for twenty yards. Hey, hey, but at total. least he had at least he had more carries than Georgia had punts. It was only one more, but it was more. So there's that. This is wow. Yep. Hmm. So it was Georgia, Florida, at least for one team. Florida, Florida declined to play Georgia, Florida. Florida just played sort of a normal football game from the sounds of it. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, you know, just a procedural, man. Just a um, procedural. Hey, and and now off this one. And now uh, Georgia gets to play Kentucky next. And that's important. Mm, that would be the, one of these that would be division title hopes. I mean, I this mean, is where, one of these teams are going in two different directions. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and it's not the one that you would, in any realistic world, assume was uh, Kentucky, and it is Kentucky. Somehow, somehow, some, Kentucky. Some way, by the way, yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just run some numbers here, okay? Kentucky uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, probably one of the worst teams in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, in anything. <laughs> <laughs> they were losing Conference USA you know, games. You, you know your kickball team where you can never get enough players and you have to forfeit? Kentucky was worse than that. What yeah. if the SEC East champion has a Conference USA loss? Then... That's, I don't, I don't, who would be surprised? Oh, oh wait, this is easy. Western Michigan takes the SEC East spot. Correct. Would anyone That'd have a fine. problem with that at this point? Even if you are a fan of one of the teams involved, if the choice is, even if Kentucky wins the SEC East and woo, yay, Mark Stoops, you're a hero, wouldn't you rather see Western Michigan play Alabama than three loss Kentucky? Kentucky already played yeah. Alabama. It didn't go great. Yeah, I'm going to sit there. You know what? If that happens, if Kentucky ends up playing Alabama, I'm going to appear in the front row wearing a blue linen shirt, white pants. And a mask made of the "It Means More" woman. Fifty-six to nine. Wow! It just means. And they'll catch me in the stands, and I'll just sit there and I'll just go, "Whatever." It's it's whatever it is. It's really satisfying to start to to twist that into how sad that is, because 
Like, if you're a Georgia fan and this means more to you, oh my god. What is, ah, the choices you have made. Yeah, the original problem with the ad was that, like, are you sure it means more? I mean, Mm -hmm. Ohio State has 100,000 people at a fucking spring practice, and and you have, like, the, the, um, the monopoly on crazy college football fandom, but now it's like, now it's like, you, huh? oh, Tennessee, <laughs> that, that meant more to you. You, you it's, invested. Uh, it's, it's basically you, calling out people who invested poorly. You, <laughs> you care a lot about this, huh? This oh, you had, this. you had how much in Enron? Who, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> it does mean more to you. You're right. Yeah. I was just going to say it should mean more to big 10 fans because what else are you going to do in Ohio? Aww. I mean, what else? Really, like they at least they show. Notice they show the SEC ones, and they say, "Oh, there's uh there's a boat. People go out on boats, and they go out and do stuff outside. What are you going to do in Ohio most of the year? Right? You can't even do all that fun woodsy stuff they do in Wisconsin, like you know, ritual murder and deer hunting. No, they uh, you, you're just you're just outside, and it's gray, and it sucks. And ritual deer hunting murder. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to watch the calves? Be honest. You didn't do that before eight years ago. <sighs> Boy, this is wow. just wow! You know, we got this an is Atlanta, an Atlanta calling out bandwagon sports fans. This is your well. Let me let me tell you. This is your most visited together. Oh God! Go let ahead. me tell you why the Cavs and the Browns and the Buckeyes are actually all part of this like virtue circle jerk that I base my life on. You did just say virtue circle jerk, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And waited waited for it to sink in. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. How they're all just basically manifestations of my geolo- my geographical virtue that have arbitrarily drawn. They all fight together to represent this kind of working class myth. Yeah, our our the we have the worst NFL team. Um, a basketball player was born here, and our team drafted him, so he was obligated to come back. <laughs> and uh, we have a racist baseball team, so. It just means more is what I'm trying to say. It just means more here in Ohio. Ohio, it just means more. This is this is this is your best World Series slander yet. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. It's great. When does that start? <laughs> um another undefeated team though that has boats and is still doing good. Washington. Washington, you lot like they had their they had their flat game. Uh, Jake so Browning didn't look great this, in this game. This is two undefeated teams that have boats, by the way. What's the other one? Uh, well, Bama. Bama's got boats. Oh, well, no, I was gonna say. I was, I was gonna say was three. We got three teams because one gets rowed. Oh, oh, Western Michigan. Yeah, sure, that, that that's my mistake. One. That's my mistake. Right? I'm sorry. I'm just, well, that's that's a metaphorical boat, right? Oh, okay. I don't know. It might be real. But yeah, Washington did have their off their, their off game. And still beat a very talented and very tough Utah team on the road. A win that, in all honesty, they probably won't get enough credit for because I I would hate to play Utah. Like they, if they were in my conference, that's not uh, that's a team that I despise facing because I'm never really going to be wowed by their athleticism, and I am going to absolutely hate how tough and nagging they are because this is a team that took Washington, you know, to the wire and got beaten on a special teams play basically. So congratulations to Utah on being uh, just piss-ante and frustrating enough to almost take out the best Washington team in, like, what? Mm, 25 years. Yeah, 25 long time. years? Long time. Oh, I mean, not, real, not, real time. Not, not nearly as um, recent as South Carolina's quarterback was born, but... Um... <laughs> the one who beat Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> in case you one missed it. Just so we go the back. one who um, beat national champion contender... Week two national championship contender Tennessee. Yeah. The one who gave Tennessee its third straight loss. Um, yeah, but the I mean Utah might get a rematch against Washington because mm-hmm. they Just are. Gotta get at, Colorado. They got to get past the Pac-12 South. Makes no sense, and I love it. It's UCLA really really sucks. fun right now. UCLA is terrible. Arizona, everyone is dead. Uh, Stanford US- won, by the way, Jason. Just so we're clear. Uh oh! Did Stanford get around to winning a game? They did. Yeah, they. Christian, Christian McCaffrey awoke from his I, slumber. He scored three road touchdowns. His and and his career road touchdowns total is now three, as I understand. 
Um, my, my favorite thing about the Pac-12 South is USC setting up 2017 hype because freshman quarterback Sam Darnold has turned this team around and is like top 10 in passer rating all of a sudden after getting the midseason call up. So prepare for uh, top 10 USC in next year's rankings. That's right. They're gonna finish. They're gonna finish like what nine and three this year, maybe eight and four, and then they're going to get all that hype. And next year they're gonna be eight and four. Oh my God! Hold hold on. Do you know who? Do you know who 2017 USC opens their schedule against at home? Who? Western Michigan. I'm not even oh. making this up. Well, there's one loss. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, USC also plays Texas next year. So, gosh. Oh so they're, you're gonna have to play PJ Fleck one way or the other. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> you, you, you might play him. You, you might play him. <laughs> You might play. You might play him twice. He's gonna keep both up. Yeah, he can do both. Yeah, he's they got. got the, he's got the, the energy to do it. Yeah, and they got the Notre Dame game on there too. So make it three. Shit. Yeah, the the, the law the law firm of PJ and Fleck taking all the cases next year. Uh, the other the other notes uh, for teams. I would. You know what? They're not. It's not a game that's going to make a difference in the national title picture. No, it's not one that's really going to make a difference either in a Power 5 game. But it's one that has this gift that's open on my computer. It's a, it's a yellow spandex-clad ass just rotating over and over again with its hands clasped above its head begging for a safety. That would be live from Powder River, Wyoming. Wyoming, a team that has been so bad. So bad. So atrocious. It has dug through such a long period of mediocrity. 22 games against ranked opponents prior to this that they had not won. And 22 tries against ranked opponents. Uh, 4-0 in conference. 6-2 overall after a 30-28 victory over Boise State where they got one of the most satisfying football achievements possible. They won a game on a safety. A game-winning safety. On extremely um, Craig Bowl. What Britney Extremely Craig Bowl. Craig Bowl. Uh, Jason, book people up on uh, in case they don't know who Craig Bowl is. Craig Bowl, the former Nebraska coordinator and North Dakota State head coach, who came to Wyoming because it was basically the only FBS program um, comparable to North Dakota State in terms of remoteness. Uh, I don't know why if that's why he did, but it made sense. And man, after two rough years, he has built this team up to uh, to kind of what we hoped. And it is it is awesome to see. Like I know Godfrey is um, Wyoming is kind of his, well, I guess kind of his uh, his actual favorite team since he despises his alma mater, which <laughs> seems seems to be a lot of that going around. We'll we'll get um, to them. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think we all have sort of a fondness for Wyoming just because such a weirdo program. Um, and this is cool to see, man. And like after the game, he, he's in the uh, the post game scrum, fans all over the field. He throws up the North Dakota State hand t- hand sign, throws it back down. Like, oh, whoops! <laughs> and he's, he's mobbed by fans and disappeared. And this, this is actually the first time Wyoming had ever beaten Boise State. They were they were zero and ten all time, and now they lead that division. Like it's it's it, yeah. This was this was my favorite win of the weekend. Absolutely, um, like just pure pure joy. Winning by a safety, watching Wyoming, uh, who, Wyoming, one of the most brutal, run-first, head-down, drive-blocking, uh, you know, Paleolithic offensive schemes that you could possibly use in college football against Boise State. A great clash of styles. Uh, in addition to that, they got to they got to just they got to you know do it on maybe my favorite end zone in college football right now which is the wyoming western panoramic end zone you it's got mountains about? it's got it mountains al- on it it looks it like does. a beer tank yeah it almost looks like an old oregon trail screen it, it comes really close to looking like that on like an orangey and black led monitor so I, I don't know this was this was fun this was one of the things where i watched and i was like okay i this was a really fun weekend i can take great joy from this though because but, but um, you know you know this wasn't the greatest joy giving experience of the weekend 
Well, Boston College got a conference win, motherfuckers. How did I know you were going someplace even dumber than where I thought you were going <laughs> let's, with that? Let's dude the fuck out of this. Dudes. I didn't so. watch this game, so I can't say. I I mean, why would I watch a Boston <laughs> College game? This is this is uh, Vine Star. Uh, 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 <laughs> 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 I couldn't even say it. Uh, honoring the death of uh, honoring the death of Vine. His preferred uh, yeah, recruiting if medium. His, if you haven't looked up his Vine account, please do that. Please look up Steve Adazio Vine. Um, it, it'll give you life. Yeah. It, it, what the only thing I will I took away from this game, the ACC is a very good conference. I think it's probably the best conference in college football this year overall but i do like that it is still a conference where nc state can take clemson current playoff participant prohibitively to the wire go to overtime because they miss a field goal and in very short order turn around and lose to a not very good boston college team it's still got like it's still got a little hint of that real ACC to it. It hasn't completely shaken that off. I like that old ACC. <laughs> <laughs> Five and seven ACC. Punt for the gold ACC. <laughs> yeah, NC State went from like, oh shit, this team's actually good to, oh shit, this team. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, that are... I. I they're, four, and, they're uh, four and four, and if you think they're going to win two games left on their schedule, it means that you really, really don't want good things from Miami, and I respect that. I would also point out before we leave, Houston. Houston, though, snapped out of it. They were down 21-3 to, to UCF. They pull away. <clears throat> Greg Ward scores three TDs, so they can pull out of that 31-24, pull out of that tailspin, so Tom Herman could look Extra pretty for that Texas job interview, which he's undoubtedly already taken. And and the other the other sort of comeback come from behind. Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, they had <laughs> That's 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 all, all right, that I, needs to be said. It's fine. They had Yeah, I dropped you for a second. So I was like, I don't think they can hear me. No, um, no, we could. We just I mean you almost lose to UVA. It's better. It's better for you if we don't talk about it, right? It's better if no one notices. The yeah. nicest thing we can do for Louisville is not really talk about this. I mean, Lamar Jackson got his numbers, and that's good. Uh, I think the cool thing about this for Louisville is, um, like, Lamar Jackson made the winning play, so it gets to be Lamar Jackson's high moment because, like, you know, he ran up all the numbers, but like his his like. There wasn't that single clutch play, that game-winning play. Like he was clutch against, uh, you know, he's clutch against Clemson and just didn't convert to a W. But like all of his best highlights was like, oh, look at this sick juke, look at this this hurdle, this spin move or whatever. There wasn't that single play that. Uh, just see if you can green old, sc- old Heisman voters would really just like. see if you can and, green screen UVA out of it. Like make it look like you're in the Avengers or yeah, something. Yeah, that's instead. That's the thing. Just. Just make it happen real fast and just like, oh, game-winning pass. I don't know what against, happened there. Against, against whom? I, I, don't, I, I, can't, I don't know. It oh, happened too fast. Probably Virginia Tech. Not, Probably. Not not any one of like five plays that he made against Clemson, a team they lost to, but that he looked dazzling against. Nope. No, we need one big old home run swing against the, the Wahoos. Good job. That and... In this game, if you watch Louisville's offense, they're wide receivers. I, I they yeah they catch touchdowns. They also drop them. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes right. they catch touchdowns. Sometimes, sometimes they tip touchdowns the other way. Sometimes they just drop the ball completely. Sometimes, I, I think next year, you now he has to come back. Correct. He's he's a yeah. Boy. He's oh he's stuck with us for another year. <laughs> yeah. Um, is he so? Wait, I assume he's going to be the person uh, that we trot out our annual. Should so and so just sit out the season? Column yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the answer, the answer is no, because I still don't think anyone can catch him next year. I don't, unless he has a car accident on the field. Which innovative strategies? Well, he might be full of them. Bobby Petrino might be driving a motorcycle <laughs> down the middle of the field. You never know. You never. Papa John it, well, might be doing burnouts with the Camaro, lose control luckily, of the car. Bobby will be at the USC jobs. So you'll be safe. 
That's true. It just has to worry about John Schnatter. Oh, so Bobby Petrino's going to lose to Western Michigan. Cool. <laughs> yeah, got to institute some new systems, man. PJ's just going to come <laughs> in and they're all on the same page. Remember, it's a team sport, not an individual one. Got, we got 22 men who all know what they're doing. You row that boat together, son. Oh, my God, he's infectious. He's inside. Yeah. He's inside you. Yes. He's, he's inside all of us. It's like he's, inner space. Your boat has been rowing. He's in he's in the suit. He's in my suit. <laughs> he's inflexious. He's oh god. <laughs>